Yeah, come on, lift it up. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on, he inhabits in the midst of your praise. He dwells, he dwells in your praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father, we bless you this morning. We praise you, O oh God, for you alone are worthy of our praise, glory, and our adoration. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we lift up our unsaved loved ones before you this morning. We pray for them, God, that you would save them, that you would draw them by your spirit, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. That you would touch their lives, God, in the name of Jesus, that your gospel will reach them wherever they are. And Lord, I pray even for us, God, that you would anoint, that you would empower them. Lord God, that you would motivate motivate us to take the gospel hallelujah not only to the world but Lord even our unsaved loved ones in the name of Jesus we pray today for every EACM pastor every EACM ministry and ministry gift today in the name of the Lord Jesus God we pray in Jesus name and lift up every chaplain every FRC every IAC chaplain we lift them up before you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus we we pray this morning, Father, for our leaders, uh, for Apostle C and Sister C, uh, for Pastor Gardner and Sister Gardner. We lift them up before you this morning uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, Father, and in Jesus' name, uh, we pray, Lord, even for Colonel Wren, Lord, we lift her up before you. Uh, and Father, we just speak blessing and healing uh, strength, Lord God, over her this morning uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, for you are the healer, God. Uh, you are the deliverer. Lord, and there is nothing too hard for you, God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we praise you now as we lift up this great house, Lord. We pray for Evangel. We lift up Evangel. We cry out for Evangel. We speak blessing over Evangel. Yes, Lord. Continued growth, exponential growth over the house of Evangel. Yes, Lord. Have your way here God in the name of Jesus and we pray for our great leaders for our bishop and Dr. Shem Lord we pray for them now we lift them up before you we speak blessing over them the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich and has no sorrow with it we speak grace over their lives the grace of the Lord Jesus the grace that's sufficient for all of our needs grace grace more grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you now as we come before you in great expectation, in great anticipation of hearing your word, the move of your spirit, and in advance, Father, we lift our voices as we lift our hearts and we cry out unto you. Hallelujah. We shout your praises. We lift you up now. Come on, glory to God. Lift your voice and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Hey, my favorite people. He just called me a young lady. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, church. Good morning, live stream family. Love you so much and appreciate you. Amen. I just want to welcome also some wonderful guests 
who have been in town all weekend with Dr. Lisa. Amen. So could you come up for a minute and introduce your beautiful ministers? Praise Jesus. I said to myself, Lord, make sure, help me to get the names right. No, I'm just joking. Well, praise God. Um, we had the opportunity to meet at Bishop Vaughn's um, uh, conference about three years ago and our sisters, we've been together and there's some people here and um, we're just thankful overseer Teresa Lundy and minister Reverend Lynn Galloway. So praise God from, from uh, Pennsylvania. Amen. All right, we're all part of the tribe. Amen. And uh, we thank God for that. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to, I know Dr. Trish put a plug in, but I want to put a plug in also Destiny. Saints, we want to do in class. <laughs> Enough with the correspondence, okay? I know I appreciate correspondence and thank you, Jesus. But we really want to be in class. I'll be teaching this term with several others and uh, there's just something about being in class amen so please come sign up call the office tomorrow 586-773-6568 don't miss your opportunity to be part of destiny school of ministry destiny christian university our courses and programs are by far awesome beyond anything you could imagine Amen. Our, uh, you know, our, our counseling program has been taken to New Zealand and they use it as their program for counselors in their, in their country. So uh, it's quality studies, quality, uh, you know, you're, you get licensed, we're licensed, we're accredited. You will be blessed. So please sign up and come to class if you can. We want you to come correspondence. We're not, you know, in, uh, eliminating that, but uh, we really want you to come and be in class with us. Amen? All right. And it's super affordable. We'll work with you. Don't worry about money. God don't worry about it, so we don't have to either. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Let's look this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, God has a plan. All right. How many of you believe it, though? Amen. How many of you have found God has a plan? It's amazing. He's amazing. And uh, he always comes through. Even in those hard places when we are like frantic, biting off every nail you know, that we have, the interesting thing is then when he comes through, we, we stand there and go, oh, I knew he was going to take care of things. You lie, you did not know, you were hoping. But he does, he always comes through. And I want to look at that in light of the crossing of the Red Sea this morning. Amen? So go with me to Exodus 14, verse 1 and 2. And say this with me. Say, I'm going through for the breakthrough. That's right. Say, I'm going through for the breakthrough. Yeah, we don't stop when we're going through. We press through because God has a plan. Amen? 
Are you excited? How about a shout for Jesus? Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now look with me at Exodus 14. I love the complete Jewish Bible, so I like to use it when I teach. Look at this. Adonai said to Moshe, saying, Moshe, that's Moses, tell the people of Israel to turn around and set up camp in front of Pihashirot, between Migdol and the sea. In front of, now this is what I want to pay, you to pay attention to, Baal-Ziphon, camp opposite by the sea. I want you to look at Ziphon. He's a god. Not the god. He was one of Egypt, Egyptian gods. Are you with me this morning? I want you to notice that in verse 1 and 2, God was speaking. How many of you remember that old commercial when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens? Well, when God speaks, people listen. Amen? How many of you hear God? How many of you hear God? He's talking to Moses. And he tells, God, he tells Mo, Pastor Mo, he says, you get those people turned around and tell them to camp right between Migdal and the Red Sea because we're going to talk about their God. We're going to show them who God really is. I want you to see something here. Because you would not know this unless you looked into the research in the Hebrew. But they were, where God wanted them to, to camp, they were trapped. He put them right in a place where now they were trapped between Pharaoh's army and mountains. How many of you have ever been trapped? Or at least the enemy thought he had you. Between some mountains, some things that looked insurmountable. And the only way out was to go forward and drown as far as they were concerned. How many of you been there? Say it with me. God is in control. Hashem is in control. Do you know how much control he had? I want you to see this. What did the first verse say? God told Moshe. God chose the place. God chose where they were to camp. Couldn't God have sent them all over the place around finding a little place in the mountain where they could pass through, all kinds of good stuff. God picked. God picked. God said. God told them, this is where I want them to camp. 
because God had a plan. God said, oh, listen to me, Mo. He said, listen to me. He said, I'm going to show them how big their God really is. He said, and at the same time, I'm going to show them Egyptians how teeny tiny their God is. Are you getting this? God is so cool, he even had Satan believe in a lie. He had the father of lies believe in lies. Well, that makes sense to me. Satan thought he had them. He said, this is so good. They're going to be trapped between mountains and Pharaoh's army. They're getting theirs now. I got them. How many of you have ever felt that way? That the enemy was going, I got him now. I got her now. She's trapped. He's trapped. They're going down. And you got that little finger going up. Say, but God. But God. Ziphon was an Egyptian god. Interesting point. You have to know. Ziphon, in the Hebrew, it's spelled Z-E-F-R-O-N. Interesting point. Ziphon, Ziphon was the god of the sea. Wow. You see, God's a Jew. He don't waste a thing. He's going to prove a point to the people, and he's going to prove a point to the Egyptians, and he's going to show up Zephon and say, you're a nothing. You want to know who's Lord of the sea? Not you. I'm Lord of the sea. Don't you love it? Zephon was their Egyptian god. He was Lord over the sea. Here's another interesting point you wouldn't have known. That was the only God of the Egyptians that God had not shown up already on the 12 plagues. It was the last stand. He was the last God that God was about to plunder, just like he had all their other gods in the plagues. How many of you know our God goes out with a bang? Psalm 27, 1 says, my light, he's my light, my salvation, my stronghold, I fear nothing. You need to write that scripture down and profess it every day. I am so sick and tired of hearing people say, these are horrible times. America's in trouble. We're going to, no, we're not. God's not done with America. God's not done with He is our light and our salvation. We're not fearing nothing. I don't care how many variants come out of COVID. We say you're smashed in Jesus' name. You're not touching our kids. You're not touching our elderly. You're not touching us. Go back 
to hell, COVID, where you came from. In Jesus' name. We'll not believe a lie. Zephon was an Egyptian god, lord over the sea. But God had been right along in his plan. He'd been triumphing over Pharaoh and the Egyptians and all their powerless gods. He made a fool out of all their gods. Every step of the way with every plague. But he was showing the people, look what I'm doing. I'm covering you. I'm protecting you. I'm bringing you through. I'm bringing you out. I'm causing you to break through. Don't get caught up in your situation. Don't get caught up in the circumstance. Don't get caught up and look around you and say, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Oh, my God, I got to get out of this. I got to get out of that. I better leave this and leave that because I'm going to die in this. No, you're not going to die. Who's your source? Who do you trust? Who do you believe? Yahweh, Jehovah, he wanted Egypt to know he's Lord. And what better way than to just make a fool of all their gods they were trusting. Well, when Pharaoh saw the people trapped between the mountains and the army, he was convinced his God was going to show off in front of all the Israelites. His God was now going to show off right here at the Red Sea because his God was Lord of the sea. How many of you have been at that place where you thought, God, if you don't come through, I'm sunk. I know that's what the Israelites felt. I know that's what Pastor Mo felt. How'd you like to be leading millions of people? And all of a sudden, you're looking at this sea, and it ain't moving. It's just waving and flowing. And God's telling you, I'm going to part the sea. And you're going, okay, like when? Give me a little hint. How about if you just do a little parting where I can at least see something happening? Do we ever get like that? He's going, no, you're going to trust me. You're going to trust me. You're going to trust me. I'm going to repair your relationships. I'm going to heal your bodies. I'm going to take care of your loved ones. I'm going to be the one. You're just going to trust me. But God. And he goes, I said, you're going to trust me. Isn't that the truth? Yahweh had a plan, and Yahweh always does. In verse 4, look with me at uh, verse 4 again. I want you to see something there. Exodus 14. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Exodus 14, 1 and 2, but can you go to 4? It comes up a little later. All right, look at this. 
He says, I will make Pharaoh so hard-hearted that he will pursue them. God, that wasn't part of the plan. God, if you harden Pharaoh's heart, that's not helping us. You ever been there? You're talking to God and he's telling you and you're like, that's not helpful. Right? That is so not helpful, God. He says, but I'll win glory for myself at the expense of Pharaoh and all his army. Now look at this. And the Egyptians will realize at last that I am Adonai. See God's plan? He's like, I'm going to take care of you, but I'm doing this because I'm going to show them I am the Lord of the sea. I am the Lord. I am Adonai. God does this every day of your life. He sets out to prove to you and everybody you come into contact with that he is hard. He didn't just lead the people around. Listen to me. He didn't say, okay, oh my word, I didn't realize Pharaoh was right behind you with his armies, so I'll tell you what, Take the whole crew and go around the mountain. He didn't say that to Mo. He says, you're about to go through. He says, I'm taking you through, not around. We ain't going around no enemy. We ain't kowtowing to no enemy. He goes, we're going to go through. I know Moses was like, okay, God, whatever you say. In the meantime, I'm going to lead him so I can run the fastest out of that. Don't you feel like that sometimes? I just, when you do the miracle, God, I just want to exit because in case you don't, don't we think that way? He says, I'm going to take them through. See, the Egyptians thought that Zephon controlled the sea. How many of you have ever been convinced of something? You're totally convinced. For example, when you look in the mirror in the morning, you are convinced you have a nose, two eyes, two ears, and a mouth. You're, you're convinced. That's how convinced the Egyptians were that Zephon was Lord of the sea. So God had to destroy their God before them. And what better way than to use his people? How does God convince people that they need him? He uses you. He uses me. He uses all the junk we go through to show people, oh, my word, they're still standing. They're standing, and they're worshiping their God. I didn't even believe there was a God. 
And they're proving to me there's a God. And he's real. Yahweh led his people through. Say, I'm going through for the breakthrough. Yeah, your back may be to the wall. It may not be relationships. It may be finances. It may be uh, sick loved ones. Whatever it is, some of us are all going through. I got a call this morning. Somebody's brother is in hospice, been put there this morning and has a week to live. They have to travel to where they, that person is. And so they're going there and he doesn't know Jesus. And she's frantic thinking, what if he passes before I am? And his wife told her she can't pray with him either. I said, that's fine. I'm going in to say bye to my brother in the name of Jesus. How many of you hear me? We're all going through something. But we're going through for the breakthrough. Going through for the breakthrough. You might be sitting right now looking at me through the live stream going, yeah, but Dr. Cheryl. No buts. No buts with God. He's in control. Romans 8.28 is one of my favorite scriptures, and they're not going to put it up. But all things work together. All things. Say all. Oh, they did put it together. Look at this. Furthermore, we know that God causes everything. What does everything mean? Everything works together for the good of those who love God. How many of you love God? Put your ten toes up, too. Those who love God and are called in accordance with his purpose. Everybody in here is called. Don't you tell me why I ain't called. Yes, you're called. You're called to get out there and share the gospel and lead souls into the kingdom. Snatch them souls out of hell. Everybody's called, and it says he uses everything, causes everything. You mean he causes my kids who drive me crazy? Everything. You mean he causes that mate that I just want to choke? Everything. You mean he causes me when I'm falling into these bad habits and these ways? Everything. He'll use everything. If you'll just say, you know what, Lord, I can't deal with this today here. You know what, Lord, this is just overwhelming to me today here. You know, uh, Lord, I'm trusting you, but it's not looking really good with my eyes. And he said, stop looking at it with your eyes. Look at it with my eyes. everything and then he releases his authority and then he demonstrates he's lord and that's the fun part that's the fun part when he demonstrates it see the devil's getting exposed in this hour 
I mean, everywhere you turn, everywhere you read, the enemy's getting exposed. We don't like looking at some of what's exposed because it's ugly. And we, we sit and we think, I cannot believe that person did that. I cannot believe that movie star did that. I cannot believe that that politician did that. I cannot believe that my neighbor down the street did that. We don't want to look at this stuff, but it's getting exposed. God wants us to see he is Lord. When they started to cross the sea, they found out who was really God. Now, look with me at verse 4 again. I want you to see something there. He says, I'll make Pharaoh so hard-hearted he'll pursue them. Thus, I will win glory for myself. I want you to pay attention to that word glory because it translates in the Hebrew something really awesome. The Hebrew word is kabod, K-A-B-A-D. God spoke it to Moses right there. He says, I'm going to glorify myself. That word glory means God's going about to God to show off. When God says to you, I am going to glorify myself through you, get ready for God to show off. How many of you have heard God say that? I will be glorified. Look out, you're about to see a miracle. You're about to see something incredible. God wants the glory. Because he's the one that does everything. You can't do anything on your own strength. How many of you have at least discovered that much? Because <laughs> we try really hard. <laughs> Just sometimes I'm trying so hard, working with people, and God will finally say, Cheryl, just take a break. But God, this just gets to me, and why don't they listen, and this, and God says, Cheryl, I'm going to get the glory. Okay, God, that's a deal. Because when he says that, he means, okay, now it's in my hands. And uh, listen, I would rather they just listen to my tiny bit of wisdom before God starts really messing. It's like, how many of you got kids? And how many of you, they do something and you'd say, do this, and they won't do it. And you'd say, you wait till your father gets home. And all of a sudden, everybody's running in every direction, doing whatever. Because the Father releases his authority into our lives. And then look out, devil. 
Yeah. We need to get excited. See, why does God want to spend so much energy to prove them Egyptians were a bunch of bunk? Because he wants us to get to a place just like today to prove that every false God we have is a bunch of bunk. Because Jesus is the only way. And we'll run to this God and that God and this God, and we think this one's going to help and save us. And we don't do it knowledgeably, but we think, oh, I got to prepare for this test. And then we go overboard, wearing ourselves out, preparing, and God's going, I got this. Or we're trying to save uh, our marriages, and we're doing it all in our own strength instead of saying, God, help. And we're out there, and we're doing all this stuff, and then we get all discouraged when nothing works. Well, God must not be caring much. Yeah, he just wants us to get out of the way. Or we're trying to, you know, get somebody healed. We're rubbing the hair off their head and oiling them up. I'm not negating lay hands and anoint. But I've seen people, it's like if, they, if that person wasn't sick before they got prayer, they was sick after because they got jiggled and jaggled and shaken all over the place. How many of you know I'm right? We were in the middle of a deliverance one time, a, a big team of us, and somebody was on the floor with the person that had gone to the floor. And, you know, well, that... That minister, man, is hands on this person and he's shaking them. Come out in Jesus' name! And I just went over and I said, whoa. I go, chill. That's a human being in there, too. Relax. Take a deep breath. It sounds like you got free of something. How many of you hear what I'm saying? Because the only way is Jesus. The only way is Jesus. You can't have a happy marriage without Jesus. You can't have a happy relationship in your household and your family without Jesus. You can't be at peace on your job without Jesus. And I just live for the day that the nation understands it. Because you can put every excellent politician to work. It don't matter. Jesus has got to be the center. I thank God that more folks are hearing the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. We negate, listen. Because he'll speak to you. He'll tell you, do this. Don't do that. Well, Dr. Cheryl, you saying you hear a voice? It wouldn't be the first time a lot of people hear voices. So why not hear the Holy Spirit? Right? I don't, he doesn't come out of the sky and say, Cheryl, do this. But the thought comes into my mind. Do this. Oh, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 
Just think if we all got into that. How many of you know Moses had to hear God? You got all these millions of people behind you. You're standing at this Red Sea. And God's telling you, now get ready. And you're like, oh my Jesus, help me, God. This is the big one. This better be you, God. Ever been there? You may not have been leading six million, but ever been there? Look with me at Exodus 14, 22. Here gets cool here. Then the people of Israel went into the sea on the dry ground with the water walled up for them on their right and on their left. Wow. Now here's the cool part in the Hebrew again, of course. That word where it says they went into, some translations use the word midst, M-I-D-S-T, but it really is into. And you know why? Because that word in the Hebrew is tavek, T-A-V-E-K. And it means into, it means middle of, it means go into the midst, it means among, it means in between. Now, when we're reading that, we just assume some things. Partially because of Cecil B. DeMille, right? Who made the movie. Partially because it's the way we were taught as kids. That when they went in, and we assume they walked into the sea, it means that all of a sudden, they walked and water was all around them, but not touching them. Don't we think that? Because it says they went into the sea on dry ground. So we wonder, why does it say on dry ground? Because that's the way it's translated for us in our Bibles. But in the Hebrew... It means they walked into the sea itself. They started walking. And in the Hebrew, it translates literally that when they stepped into the water, they had to start walking. And when the water got up to here, it started to part. Wow. Not they stepped out and the water is just dissipated. No, they had to step into the water. They was getting all their clothes wet. They was getting up to water, up to here. Up, first up to their calves, and then their thighs, and then it's up to their belly, and then it's up to their neck. And then the water parted. That's what the real Hebrew says. Not this nonsense. They stepped into the water and everything was just separating. Wrong. They was getting wet. They was getting muddy. 
they had anybody in the crowd that was OCD about mud or water, they were in trouble. God was dealing with everything. How many of you hear me this morning? You get into situations. You're in relationships, and man, you keep walking, but now it's like right up to here. I can't breathe. I can't do this, God. Please, God, if you do this for me, I'll never do this or that. That's what they were doing. Some of them, they probably had to put the kids on their shoulders. Are you getting this? Probably had to carry some of the lame up over their heads so that the water would part. I tell you, God was really dealing. After, after they stepped in. Not, okay, I'll just stand here and we'll wait. I don't think so. Chariots were right on their tails. I bet some of them didn't even step in. They probably dove in. I mean, could you see it? They probably dove in and all the water started drying up and they're laying flat on dry ground. Talk about hitting a sandbar. Wow. That's the kind of God you serve. That's the awesomeness of your God. The water reached their noses, some sages believe. That's a little high. Like, I'm not much of a swimmer. So, when I had my hip replacement, I had to, that God healed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But when I had, I had to go water therapy, which was awesome. But I'll never forget the first day. She goes, okay, go in the water. I go, you mean I got to go down in this water? She goes, yeah, Mrs. Piscopo, you have to go down in the water. Okay. So I start down the staircase in the water. Okay, I can live with this. And all of a sudden, there was no step down there. And I step down, and I'm like up to here, and I go, do we have to go this deep? Like, I can't even move in this. What am I supposed to do? She goes, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, step to the right. And when I stepped to the right, the angle of the floor went up. Now I was only up to here. I said, okay, now we can do business. How many of you feel like that? I don't, you know, if you, some of those people don't, were never in water. Think about that. Some of those people maybe were just avid swimmers. So they were watching everybody start walking. They figured, I'm swimming through. Everybody was at a different place is what I'm trying to get you to see. So you couldn't depend on Susie. 
you know, me and Susie. But you couldn't depend on Susie because Susie might have been a little fish and she's already way ahead of you. And you're just like, God, I need you help. Everybody was at a different place. Or how about the ones full of fear? And they're latching on to each other. And they're latching on to you. And you're like, let go of me. I got to deal with it myself. And you just kind of look at them and say, hey, man, everybody's on their own here. Right? God says, I want you to learn something here. I don't want you to be anxious. I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to fear. Man, the fear from the pandemic. Crazy and still. Man, don't get down on people when you see their fear. Minister to them. Don't go look at people and say, what are you still wearing that stupid mask for? Just say, hey, man, let me pray with you right now. I just sense fear. Or you go into places and, you know, you go into the healthcare places and uh, healthcare, they're still making us wear masks. And that's good. And so, you know, the one day uh, this woman walked in and she didn't have her mask on and the nurse said, I'm sorry, you have to have a mask. And she goes, this is ridiculous. And I just looked at her and I said, ma'am, care about somebody else, not just you. I'm just so frustrated. I said, well, you know, let me pray with you right now. And she just blew her breath at me and walked out. <laughs> See, we just got to be patient. God's using it all, man. But God says, I want to teach you something here. He said, faith, faith, faith is not something that you talk about. If I said to you, how many of you got faith? Everybody be raising their hand. Because really what you're saying is, I hope so. <laughs> but faith is, you start walking. You start walking down into that water. Come on, God, you can do this. You can do this in my finances. You can do this in my home. You can do this in my marriage. You can do this with my kids. You can do this, God. You can do this on my job. I thought I think I work for Godzilla. But God, you can do this. You can do this, God. And you keep walking. And the water keeps getting higher. You go, God, we've had this discussion. You can do this. God, I know you can do this. Please, God, do this. Right? And that's okay. He honors all forms of payment. <laughs> Downey. We can trust him. But sometimes he'll make you step out first. He'll make you go into that water. And then he'll move. He'll make you spend some time with him. I've never seen people spend more time with God when they're going through. 
He'll use it all. Let's watch this clip. It's called, Is There a Plan? Watch this. Thank God made the stars, Phil. Yes, I do. So you think there's some kind of a grand plan? Why do we live and the others didn't? Why are we here now? Here's the plan. You go on living the best you can. You try to have some fun along the way. And then one day it's over. You wake up and there's an angel sitting at the edge of your bed. Angel says, Okay. You can ask me all those dumb questions now. I got all the answers. That's what you believe. Yeah. That's what I believe. is from the movie Unbroken. Louis Zamperini. He went through horrible conditions during the war as a prisoner of war. And as he laid in that little raft, he had to listen to this guy tell him, 
the least hopeless belief he'd ever heard. How many of you know folks that remind you of what that man was talking about? Well, an angel comes and all you wanted to do was have some fun in life and the angel tells you, now go ahead and ask me any question. How many of you know your questions aren't going to matter to you when you see Jesus? And Louis said to him, that is what you believe? How many of you have said to people, that's what you believe? You believe that's all there is to life? Because why? Because our God is the greatest hope. And there is nothing without Jesus Christ. There's nothing greater. There ain't no angel that sits at your bedside. Jesus comes to usher you in to the kingdom. And when Louis made that vow to God, because he knew there wasn't something right with that guy, and while he's in the midst of the storm, in the middle of the storm, he's into the Red Sea. He says, Lord, deliver me and I will serve you. And he did. He went on to serve God. He went back to Japan and forgave the man, the sergeant, the commander, who did him so much wrong and just about killed him. He embraced him and hugged him and forgave him. And it made the man believe in Jesus. Wow! Is there a plan? Yes, our God has a plan. When it's the time, when we wait on him, he delivers, he sets us free. He is in control. Wow. I would rather believe in Jesus than anything else. Let's pray this morning. Maybe you've never had that opportunity. Maybe you're watching by live stream or you're sitting in this building and you've never had that opportunity to say, I want to believe in Jesus. He's my Savior. He saved me. I want you to just pray with me right now. Let's just recommit our lives this morning. Say, Jesus, you are alive. You're not a dead God with bones in the ground. You have risen, and your blood is my salvation. So come into my heart. I rededicate my life. I just want to be yours forever. Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for being Lord over my life. I love you, Jesus. And I know you are in control and have a plan for my life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 
We're going to pray this morning for you. If you have a need, don't walk out of here. Don't walk out of here without prayer. If you need prayer, we have prayer ministers that will be right up front here to pray with you one-on-one. If you're a new member or a visitor for the first time, our visitor, new member pastors, are Pastor Pam and Dr. Scott Mullins, and he is right here this morning to welcome you and encourage you. We're going to receive our seed faith offering this morning. So you can give by uh, pressing the donate button if you're watching by live stream. And we certainly appreciate everything that comes in. Or you can make checks payable to Evangel and you can just bring them up and put them here in the basket. But we're going to say our scripture for giving. I love this scripture, Proverbs 11. Generosity brings prosperity. Withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 